Hi, praise the Lord. So glad that you could join us Thursday night. And um, it's not Tuesday night. I double checked this time. It is a Thursday night. Um, and so excited that you could be with us tonight as we finish off our Christmas story and our journeys of Christmas, the ups and downs and the emotional ups and the physical ups and the physical downs and the emotional downs of what Christmas is all about. Um, I do have a couple of important announcements. Uh, tomorrow we are going to be building a gingerbread house. So please, please watch that as you watch the pastoral team uh, look like a fool as we try to build a gingerbread house. Um, of course, we're going to have a modest gift for the person who wins, a trip to Hawaii. Um, I'm just being funny. And then to top all that off, we get to have our Christmas giving service. We thought, why not? It's it's an important time to see each other. And um, of course, none of this money stays with us. I wanna make sure I repeat myself. It all goes outside of the church. So don't think it doesn't do anything for Newark. I mean, other than spiritually, but we, we give it out. We give it to uh, missions and we have specific things that we do that money with. But um, please participate. It's between you and God. and you you decide how that all works we thought this would be such a good thing to do during christmas time just to keep our focus on jesus that ultimately that's the reason why we celebrate christmas is is about jesus not um all the other stuff they're good and they're not bad but, but remember it's it's about jesus that's 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 the whole point of of christmas um and it's going to be uh awesome so just make sure we follow the instructions uh, that is on newarkupc.info uh, follow the um, alphabet. Uh, you have a time slot, and then of course you're going to come in, and there we will have a, a radio station where you can listen to fun Christmas music, and it'll be our music. Um, and then of course you'll come through and and be able to give, and you can also give digitally. So you can give digitally and just have a card and, and participate that way. We've had people do that, and um, and of course you'll participate in communion in your car. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, we have, a, a you know, something a little special for um, all our uh, members and, of course, send you off with a prayer. Um, but please, 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 please participate. Um, it's between you and God. If you can't give anything, still come and give a card or something. But but we do want to see you and um, the pastoral team will be working the tents and we want to say hi to everybody. And um, I think it'll be the first time we'll see most of you in the last eight months um more like nine months now but but please participate be with us we're looking forward to this event and we're so excited to see everybody all right back to our lesson um as we end this series of the journeys of christmas um you know we talked about all these amazing points of the christmas story and kind of the different aspects of the Christmas story. And, and I want to focus on something that I think doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, I think we, we, we miss it. Um, of course, you'll see these nativity scenes and it's always this very high point in the story where there is Jesus and Mary and of course, baby Jesus. And there's a, either shepherds or wise men, depend on which, which passage you read. And there's animals there. And, you know, it's just a really cool, clean, very sterile look at Christmas. Um, but as you begin to read the scriptures and you slow down and you, and you start to understand the story and you kind of read the story behind it, um, you, you kind of see how messy it really was. Um, Christmas, 
Christmas wasn't this very, the first Christmas was not that great of a joyous moment. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty messy. Um, and so I want to, I kind of want to start about that and, and read about that. And of course, we're going to look at chapter two, verse 13. I am reading the net version, just so you guys are aware. Um, verse 13, after they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, I want to make sure we understand something here. This is that same exact night. Okay. So here comes Mary gives birth. Here comes the shepherds or the wise men, dependent, whatever version you read or, or book. Um, and they bring these gifts. Fantastic. God is here. The Redeemer is here. People have no idea what's going on. They're like, this is the Messiah. What's going on? And, and it's this very, very, very joyous, climactic moment in the history of humanity. And that same night, a few hours later, same night, um, Joseph has a dream. Get up. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. For her, for Herod is going to look for the child to kill him. Now, isn't that a great dream to have? Just a, you're sleeping. You've had this amazing experience. It's strangers brought you gifts and frankincense and myrrh and gold. That's always a good thing. And um, you're falling asleep. And then you, you have this crazy dream of an angel telling you you need to get up and get out and go to Egypt, a foreign land. Um, how scary is that? Pack everything up in the middle of the night. Get whatever animal you have and get out of your country. There's some personal tones here. <laughs> I won't, I won't deny it. There's, there's some, uh, uh, personal connections here to the story. <laughs> uh, I, I find myself, uh, we, we kind of, the same thing happened to us. We, we had to leave in the middle of the night. Uh, we left my country, uh, Iran, and, and um, we had to get out of there, get out of Dodge. And, and I, I kind of see this. And, and so they had to go to a foreign country. And, and they had to learn a foreign language. And they had to learn a foreign culture. And um, they had to learn to live on the street. I mean, they had to figure it all out. Uh, there was not like an embassy where they could just kind of go to and get information. Um, you know, you had to survive. Uh, so I, I really relate with this part of this passage of the scriptures. Um, and so I understand what Joseph and Mary must have been going through. They're, here they are in this foreign land. They're in Egypt. And they have to figure this all out. And by the way, they were there for three years. Kind of crazy. Three years they were in this foreign land. Um, and they just have to wait. They have to wait until they can go back. Now watch this, verse 14. Then he got up took the child and his mother during the night and went to Egypt and he stayed there until Herod died. In this way, what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet was fulfilled. I called my son out of Egypt. Again, there's that prophecy of calling out of Egypt, my son. Um, and he did. After three years, he did return back uh, to, to Nazareth. He didn't go back to Bethlehem, he went to Nazareth and that's kind of where Jesus starts his ministry there in Galilee. Um, verse 16, again, this is something we tend to kind of read over. Um, and when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, remember this is kind of the same time period, or time, maybe, maybe a week, we'll give it a couple days, but when he, was, he realized he'd been tricked by the wise men, he became enraged because remember earlier he told them to come back to tell him where the king was so he could worship. Of course, that was a lie. He was going to kill the baby, but they never did. 
because they were warned by an angel not to do that. And they went in a different direction. So he sent men to kill all the children in Bethlehem and throughout the surrounding region from the age of two and under, just in case if this kid was older, uh, according to the time he had learned from the wise men. So here's this, this joyous occasion. Everybody is, is hearing about this baby, this redeemer, this Messiah. And because of it, your child gets killed. Not a very happy part of Christmas. And this, again, has parallels to Moses and his story. Of course, Moses and the Egyptians, the, they were, uh, the Israelites were growing stronger and stronger, and it was causing Pharaoh to be very greatly concerned that they were going to overpower them. And so he just sent his guards to kill all the, all the babies. And this is kind of what Herod does, right? History repeats itself. And he takes the children. Sometimes they threw him into the river and watched him drown. Other time they took a sword. This is Christmas. I want to make sure we <laughs> we're being kind of graphic, Arash. I, I, well, this is again we 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 missed this part. We 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 kind of we kind of skipped through this, and 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 we don't really look at this. Is still the Christmas story. This the slaughter of the innocents, the 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 babies that were killed because of Jesus. Where's the there you go. That's, that should mess up your theology right there. Uh, these babies didn't survive because, because there was a king, a new king. Verse 17. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. And here's another prophecy. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud wailing, Rachel weeping for her children, and she did not want to be com comforted because they were gone. Again, this is another passage of scripture about the prophecy. So here we're seeing Moses and this parallel between um, his story and Jesus because Jesus has to leave and come back. Of course, Moses had to leave Egypt and come back to Egypt, being sent back to, into Egypt. And Jesus has to leave you know, the promised land and come back into the promised land. Um, but then here we find ourselves, we're talking about Rachel. Again, Rachel had uh, two sons, and when she had the second one, she died. This is Jacob's wife, of course, Israel. His name was changed. And she was grieved when she found out she was dying, but she was excited and filled with hope that her baby boy will survive and be alive. And then we find this same passage here in Jeremiah talking about the Israelites who are sent into captivity the exile. Um, and there is Rachel weeping and mourning for her children because her children, her offspring, are being set into captivity, but there's still hope that they will return back to the promised land. And once again, we find this passage in reference to Jesus. There's mourning, children have died, and Jesus has fled with his mom and dad. And she's mourning the loss of these children. But there is hope. That the Redeemer will come back and set his people free. Because ultimately that is the Bible. And that is the whole Bible. Is the idea of this Messiah. This God redeeming his people back to him. And there is hope that Jesus is coming back to redeem his people. And that is what Christmas 
my dear brothers and sisters, is all about. It's about the hope that Jesus came and he redeemed us. He saved us. He made a way for us to reconnect and redeem ourselves back onto our creator. But we don't celebrate Christmas of what happened, but what is still coming. Because he didn't just come back then. We were promised again that there would be a second coming, that Jesus would come back on a great white horse and he would save his people. That's what Christmas is all about. It is a reminder that yes, the world is dark. Yes, it seems like the numbers are increasing and more people are getting sick and I feel more disconnected. I feel more separated from my church family than I've ever been. I haven't connected with anyone. I need some people connection. I need to see some people. We are reminded once again that there is a hope that Jesus is coming back and that we will be redeemed, we will be restored, and God is on our side. That's what the Christmas story is about. It's not about the figgy pudding. It's not about the Christmas music. It's not about how many lights you can put on your house and how many things you can do. And those are all fine in themselves. But it is at the end, it is a one-centered, epicenter thing. And that is that Jesus is coming back. And it is a reminder. He came once to save his people. He will come back again and restore all. And he will be in charge. Merry Christmas. He has not forgotten you, my dear brother and sister. This Christmas is a reminder of the emotional ups and downs of Christmas. Those children died because Jesus was born. How is that fair? He didn't do it. But still, here's Joseph. <laughs> he just gets word his wife is pregnant, the baby comes. Strangers bring him gifts. And then he has to run to a foreign land for three years. Was that part of the plan? Is that fair? He's separated from his family for three years. He can't connect with them. I mean, it's, it's not like an email or there's some postal service. He literally cuts himself off from everybody he knows and goes off to a foreign land where he knows nobody. Talk about isolation. Boy, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to someone right now. He came back. Herod died. That's what's going to have to happen. I promise you, my dear brothers and sisters, we will come back. 
there is hope. Our Redeemer lives. God has a plan. He has this. Do you trust him? Do you trust his plan? Well, it doesn't make any sense. I know. Join the club. You think it makes sense to any of us? We're just following the spirit. Okay. Where next? Jesus, Lord, we've, we've heard these amazing stories about Christmas. And Lord, we've, we've been reminded, God, of all the stories, God, involved in the story of Christmas, Jesus. And Lord, we are reminded once again, Jesus, how just like this time, Jesus, the holidays, they bring out the best and also the worst. They bring out the best in people, Lord, but it also reminds us, Jesus, of those who are absent. God, they bring out the best, but they also remind us, Lord, that we're still in a pandemic. We still feel isolated. And some people have to forego, Lord, celebrating with family. And some people can't connect and reconnect with family members, Jesus. And Lord, we trust you, Jesus. We trust, God, that you take care of our family, God, that you are watching over us, Jesus, that this is part of your plan, God. And I pray, Jesus, that I can submit myself to whatever you want me to do, Jesus. Because, Lord, I am reminded once again of this amazing Christmas story, how Joseph and Mary, Lord, had to leave their entire family members to go into an isolation place, Lord. They've had to be in Egypt by themselves, Lord God. And, but you brought them back when it was safe, Jesus. You brought them back when Herod was dead. You brought them back, Lord God, when Jesus could be safe, Lord that's what you did. And I know, Lord, that you see us, Lord, and you see all of us, Jesus. And Lord, and we're scattered and isolated, Jesus, and we feel disconnected, Lord God. But we know, Jesus, that you will bring us back and you're connecting us to you, God. And I pray just like Joseph trusted you and took off into a foreign land, Lord, that we would trust you, Jesus, with our lives. That, Lord, you have everything in your hands. We trust you. You've taken care of us, Lord, this entire time. You watched over us this entire time. And you will see it through. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God that we serve, church. I'm so looking forward to seeing all of you on Sunday as I'm bundled up and I'll be waving. So looking forward to seeing everybody tomorrow online. And um, just so glad to be part of this body and Please connect with us. And if you have questions, reach out. Email us. Contact us. Don't try to guess. We're always here. Thank you. God bless.